0: Hey, this is Stu at Bitcoin Fi. You may have noticed a slight rebrand of the podcast where I split out the word Bitcoin Fi into Bitcoin and financial independence. I just wanted to make it more searchable, but I will still probably refer to it as the Bitcoin Fi podcast. And really what it's all about is financial independence. And I think Bitcoin allows us to take this concept even further. My wife was telling me I need to make an episode, just like, why should you care about Bitcoin? And so I want to explore that a little bit, and I'm going a little more off the cuff than I normally do. I I normally have a little bit of an outline put together, a little bit of a script, and I don't just read from it. I still kind of go off and just talk, but today I don't really have any of that. So I'm going to do my best to kind of explain what's going on recently in the world and Yes, some of it has to do with Russia, Ukraine, that conflict going on. Some of it has to do with Canada. But let me start off by saying that Bitcoin is not a get-rich-quick scheme, at least in my eyes. And that's why I kind of got involved. That's why a lot of people have gotten involved over the years. In my mind, now, the more I learn and understand about Bitcoin... And even cryptocurrencies, uh, if you want to go into altcoins a little bit. Bitcoin is a get-free quick scheme. There are so many interesting headlines that have been popping up over the last few weeks. And I haven't had any time to really address them on the podcast. But it sounds like Malaysia, I think, was going to make it legal tender, possibly. Mexico's talking about it. Different states in the U.S. are talking about it from Texas to California, Louisiana, and I think um, Wyoming and a few others. So it's just starting to get there. And they're also working on the tax treatment, possibly making it easier to transact without messing up your taxes, which is one of the big hesitations that I had getting more into Bitcoin. But one of the more recent big things that has happened now is America is cutting off Russian gas. We used to get about, I think, 10% of our gas from Russia, and Europe is about 40% reliant on Russia for their energy. And they're trying to curb that so that they can kind of quit funding the war machine. And, you know, what's interesting is Russia built up this war chest of money, about $640 billion. And some of it was in gold, some of it was in different currencies, right? But what's crazy is that almost all of it has been frozen or seized. This is a weaponization of the financial system that every country, except now Russia and Iran, cannot use, but every other country can use. And it's been weaponized to the point that, you know, we are tanking their economy. Their stock market was closed for a month. Their currency was in free fall. Inflation is super bad there. Everything is just crazy right now. And I think every country right now is waking up to the fact that if you want to do something and the global community does not approve of whatever that action you're going to take is, then you can be kicked out. And all of this bad stuff can happen to your country. And the world is waking up to the fact that Bitcoin has no counterparty risk. And in particular, China is waking up to the fact that this could happen to them, depending on what they do with Taiwan and other disputed places in the world. They're starting to see the value in a currency that does not depend on the success of a country. A currency that is independent of how well a country is doing or it's standing in the global community. And that is what Bitcoin is. So this weaponization of the global monetary system, in my mind, can only happen once. This cannot happen again. Everyone is learning the lesson now. And this will not be an option to punish other countries in the future. Just my take. So about China, in my mind, they're not much better than Russia, but yet we still buy so much stuff from China. And so I'm trying to be a little bit more conscious about that. I'm, I'm seeing headlines talking about this as the end of globalization. There was an economist named Friedman. I can't remember his first name, but uh, Friedman would talk about the world being flat, meaning companies are going throughout the world to find the best production and the and the cheapest production. So that's why a lot of our stuff is manufactured overseas because it's so much cheaper. And like it's crazy that you can go and set up your company and get it produced in China and then ship it all the way across the ocean back and forth, back and forth. And it's still more productive that way. And so that's kind of like what globalization is. is just lots of trade, lots of imports, exports. And you just go where you can to find the best value for your product and the audience that you're trying to serve with that product. So it's kind of coming to an end, it seems like. And we're trying to make our own energy. Where everyone's concerned about being energy independent. But the point is, is that a lot of Russia's money that they thought that they had is frozen it's seized up and maybe there's a backdoor that they can use through China hey maybe there's a backdoor they can use with India India's been buying some of their cheap gas discounted gas but you know there's a lot of stigma on Russian oil nowadays uh, that it's just not gonna work out well for them long term they've been basically set back 30 years so it's really interesting And again, I also talked about with Canada how if you are politically against your government in the wrong way, on the wrong topic, you know, if if you are on the out looking in politically, you can be financially canceled and not pay your mortgage, that sort of stuff, right? And this is where Bitcoin comes in because Bitcoin is money that nobody can turn off. Russia is now exploring the idea of accepting Bitcoin in exchange for oil, because you can't really sanction it. I think you can sanction exchanges, but you can't really sanction the Bitcoin network itself. So I want to share a few quotes that I came across. And most of these I came across were on Twitter, but here's one that says, governments think that they will regulate Bitcoin, but it's Bitcoin that will regulate governments. Bloomberg said that Bitcoin is now in demand as a safe haven asset. Um, Not owning Bitcoin is more dangerous than owning it. Bitcoin isn't a trade. It's an exit strategy from the traditional financial system. Bitcoin is the only money in history with zero counterparty risk. Someone else on Twitter says, Bitcoin, being a neutral money system, will be both savior to the oppressed and menace to the oppressor. Savior to the trucker convoy, menace to Justin Trudeau. Savior to the Russian people, menace to NATO, doing all these sanctions on Russia. Savior to the Ukrainian people, menace to Russia. And then Dan Held said, Bitcoin is apolitical money. It is money for your friends. It is money for your enemies. It is money for everyone. Pomp put out something on February 24th. He said, Russia can still use the SWIFT system right now. And that's not so true anymore. But some freedom convoy protesters in Canada cannot. And he put that out as a reminder. Bitcoin is a bank that will never lock you out, never seize your funds, and will never cooperate with dictators. Bitcoin is the new Switzerland. Here's a good one from Robert Breedlove. Defending property is the purpose of government. Violating property is the reality of government. Held correctly... Bitcoin is the world's only inviolable property and therefore puts government in check. So I still need to make a video on how to self-custody your Bitcoin. It's a level that a lot of people in crypto are not going to get to, except for the people that are more into it. Probably like me. But, um, but anyway, that's in my mind why you should care about Bitcoin. That's the moment that we're in, is Bitcoin is freedom. Bitcoin is money with no counterparty risk. Bitcoin is money with no boss. So if you find that interesting and you now want to get some Bitcoin but you don't know where to start, check the show notes or check my website getbitcoinfy.com. And I've got these referral links. I don't have any affiliate links except for Swan Bitcoin, but I do have these referral links which I greatly appreciate the support for anyone that uses those. And if you want to go back in the archives, episode 18 I did was ways to get free Bitcoin and also episode 23 the retirement account that pays you that one is a pretty good way to get free Bitcoin almost every day and it usually is just a few cents a day but it can be um, a lot more than that on other days as much as probably like 30 40 bucks and just one final note I talk about financial independence as like having enough money to do whatever you want work where you want, in the job that you want, to pursue your passions, to use your time however you want. But Bitcoin takes that even further, that regardless of your politics, regardless of your nationality, regardless of anything, you can control your money in the way that you see best. Because the world is waking up to the fact that we're just players in their financial sandbox, and they can take it all away at any moment because of our politics because of what a crazy leader of a country can do that affects the rest of 144 million peoples negatively, uh, at least those in Russia, but even those in Ukraine. And and yeah, it's really just eye-opening that, that Bitcoin is a way to exit this system. If that appeals to you, and if you think that there is a 1% chance that it succeeds in this purpose, then I think you probably should start getting a little bit here and there. And with that, remember that financial independence is doable.